glad that uh, we can be worshiping together on this Memorial Day weekend. We're wrapping up a sermon series on the book of Malachi, the last book in the Old Testament. Today we're looking at chapter 4, and last week we talked about being dedicated to God um, fully, and part of it in the chapter there talked about trusting God and trusting God, especially in it relates to our giving. And following the service, Bruce Heimkees came up to me and told me about a story in his life of why that passage of Scripture is so important to him, so I'm going to invite him to come and share that. Um, I thought back at about 35 years ago, unbeknownst to me, I tested God. Uh, Stacy and I went to church on Sunday morning, and as we sat down, I said, uh, leaned over and said to her, did you write the check? She said, no. I said, why not? She says, we don't have any money. I said, write the check. So she wrote the check, and we were just trying to be consistent every week. It wasn't a lot, but we were trying to be consistent. She wrote the check, and when the offering time came, we put it in the plate. We go home, and uh, when, we, when we got home, I said, did you get the mail yesterday? She said, no. So I got the mail, and there was a, something addressed to me from the local uh, co-op utility. And I opened it up, and it was a check for $10 more than we had just written a church. I don't know why I got this check. So Monday morning, I called him, and I introduced myself. I said, this is Bruce Heimkes. I got a check from you. She, he, and the lady said, sir, we don't issue checks. Really? She said, if you overpaid your utility bill, we'll give you a credit on your next month's bill, but we don't issue checks. I said, thank you very much. <laughs> Hung up the phone, said, thank you, God. I went to Stacy and I said, hey, Stacy, they don't issue checks. I'm going to go to the bank. <laughs> Thanks, Bruce. So today we're going to be looking at Malachi chapter 4, and the promise of God that I want you guys to hear today is this. It is, says um, Malachi 4 verse 2, But for you who revere my name, the sun of righteousness will shine with healing in its wings, and you will go out and leap like calves released from the stall. For those of you who revere my name, the sun of righteousness will come on you, with healing in its wings, and you will go out like calves released from their stall. You'll burst forth in joy. And I'm going to invite in just a second, actually, I'll invite Joe, if you'd come forward at this time. Um, I just met Joe and outside, and he wanted to share something with us. And he exemplifies this verse. So, Joe, if you come right here in the light so we can see you well. First of all, right now, I'm a little emotional. My name is Joe McElroy. I live in Sun Lakes Country Club with Chuck and Jackie, and also with the Nelsons. Are they here today? They might have been. Probably the earlier service. I would like to give you just a little background about myself. I hope I won't bore you. If I do, please tell me to shut up. 
For 60 years, I have been an agnostic. As of two weeks ago, <laughs> I am a Christian. <laughs> I believe with my entire soul, body, whatever is me, I believe in Jesus Christ Almighty, my Savior. My wife, Glenda, my daughter, Laurie. <laughs> I am a 20-year veteran of the United States Air Force. I did serve in Vietnam. I was a medic on board rescue helicopters. And I'm proud of their service. And I'm so proud to be here today with you. I just got out of the hospital one week ago. And I only got out for one reason. Because a lady in East Texas, whom I've never met in my life, who is a friend of my sister-in-law, prayed for me. I can't believe this. During my hospital stay, I struggled to, to get better, and there was one test that was very difficult. I tried every day to meet their goals, and I kept failing. <laughs> On my last night before I was discharged, the nurse came to me at 10 o'clock at night and asked if I would like to walk the corridor. This was the test. I said, you betcha, lead me on. I got out of bed, got in my walker. Not as good as this, baby. This is the Cadillac. <laughs> and I walked the corridor. <laughs> And I walked further than I ever had before. <laughs> and I turned around, and I came back towards the room. And I was afraid to look at the instrument that was measuring my oxygen while I was walking. When I got back to the room, I asked the nurse, how did I do? I passed. <laughs> I passed with flying colors. I got in my bed, and I lay there. And as I lay, I could not fall asleep. My mind was so active and so happy that I had passed that test. And then a thought came to my mind. And I said to myself, 
Jesus walked with me. Jesus saved my life from a near-death deathbed. And now, in closing, I'll just say, to quote a gentleman named Gump, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Thank you. Joe, we want to pray for you. Heavenly Father, for Joe, for his family, Lord, for how you've worked in his life. And you will, Lord, we thank you how you brought him to this point and for him bearing testimony to what you've done. Grant him your peace. Grant him your healing. Surround him, Lord, with your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks, Joe. Thank you. Well, if you wanted a perfect example of that promise from Malachi, that is it. Contrary to what you might think, Joe is leaping like a calf inside. So we're going to look at Malachi chapter 4 today. So if you have your Bibles with you, I invite you to turn to Malachi chapter 4. And as we look at this chapter, we're going to consider a couple things. The first is, consider how we celebrate Memorial Day. Then the second is, understand how Christ's sacrifice brings healing in its wings. And then the third is, consider how we celebrate the sacrifice and resurrection of Jesus. And then the last thing is, understand what a life of thankfulness, gratitude, and stewardship look like. So let's consider how we celebrate Memorial Day. I grew up not celebrating Memorial Day as it's celebrated in the States. I grew up in Canada, and in Canada, we celebrate something different around this time of the year. We celebrate Victoria Day, which is celebrating Queen Victoria's birthday. And that was always celebrated on the last Monday, or the last Monday before May 25th. And in Canada, we would more celebrate Remembrance Day, which is November 11th as a time to remember those men and women who made the ultimate sacrifice for the freedoms that we have in this country, or at least in Canada as well. And um, There's a lot of similarities between celebrating Remembrance Day and then Memorial Day. Uh, Remembrance Day, though, if you're ever up in Canada or over in England, um, you'll see people wearing poppies, red poppies, on their clothes. Um, in honor of a poem that was read or written about World War I, which was in Flanders' fields, the poppies grow. And November 11th uh, is celebrated on November 11th because that's when the armistice was signed for to end the First World War, and it came into effect on 11 a.m. on the 11th day of the 11th month. And so I remember as a young child celebrating um, or or remembering how these days were celebrated. One Sunday, uh, November 11th, fell on a Sunday, and so in the church service, and I went to a, grew up in a church, um, a real old Presbyterian church, and the names of everyone who had died in the First World War and the Second World War would be read. 
following the service, I remember going outside, and this was in downtown Toronto, I went outside and there was a parade going by, and I was a little kid, and I stood outside with my hands in my pockets, and a World War I vet came by, grabbed my hands, pulled them out of my pocket, and says, show some respect, young man. I thought, wow, we wouldn't do that today, would we? So how are you planning on celebrating Memorial Day? How many of you are getting together with friends? Wow, okay. How many of you are having a barbecue? Okay, a few more. How many, I, this one probably, how many of you are going to a parade? Wow. And how many of you are going to decorate a grave? Well, let me give you a little history on Memorial Day. That is exactly what Memorial Day was all about. It was about decorating the graves of those who had given their life for the freedoms that we have, especially serving in the military. And it, Memorial Day is a United States federal holiday which occurs on the final Monday of May. And it is to remember those men and women who died while serving in the United States Armed Forces. It was formerly known as Decoration Day. And it originated after the American Civil War to commemorate the Union and Confederate soldiers who died in the Civil War. And by the 20th century, though, Memorial Day has been extended to honor all those Americans who died while in military service. Unfortunately, now, Memorial Day is by, seen by many just to mark the beginning of summer, and Labor Day marks the end of summer. But many people will visit cemeteries tomorrow and memorials, particularly to honor those who died for the freedoms that we have. And if you've, how many of you have ever been to a national cemetery? Okay, some hands there. If you ever go to a national cemetery, a profound thing to see, but on Memorial Day, they put a flag on every single tomb. Well, the first known observance of Memorial Day was after the Civil War in Charleston, South Carolina, on May 1st, 1865. And by May 5, 1868, in his capacity as Commander-in-Chief of the Grand Army of the Republic, General John Logan issued a proclamation calling for Decoration Day to be an annual and national observance. It was observed for the first time that year on May 30th. That date was chosen because two reasons. One, it was not the anniversary of any particular battle. And the second thing was the White House decided that May 30th was the date for the optimal, um, or the date when flowers are in bloom. And so that's when the date was chosen, May 30th. The preferred name for the holiday generally changed from Decoration Day to Memorial Day, which was first used in 1882, but it became much more popular after World War II. And it was not declared the official name by the government until 1967. And on June, 8, June 28, 1968, Congress passed a Uniform Monday Holiday Act. And so four holidays were declared to be held on Mondays. And so the Uniform Act um, was an act of Congress and moving federal holidays um, and there's four of them. 
The first is Washington's birthday. I know you, some of you are going to say, well, it was Washington and Lincoln's. Well, it was just Washington's, that we're, which was usually around February 22nd. Then Memorial Day. Then Columbus Day. And then finally, um, Remembrance Day. It's interesting, though, um, there was enough pushback about Remembrance Day not being on November the 11th that in 1975, Remembrance Day was taken off the Monday rotation and put back on to the exact day. And so the date was moved from May 30th to the last Monday in May. And the law took effect um, in 1971. Now, a number of veterans groups, though, have advocated for the return to Memorial Day being on May 30th because it's just another holiday, another three-day weekend. And one VFW spokesman said about, said about changing the date, he said, changing the date merely to create a three-day weekend has undermined the very meaning of the day. No doubt this has contributed a lot to the general public's nonchalant observance of Memorial Day. So what's supposed to happen tomorrow? Officially, the flag of the United States is raised briskly to the top of the staff and then is solemnly lowered to half-staff position, where it remains until noon. At noon, it is raised to full staff for the remainder of the day. The half-staff position remembers the more than one million men and women who've given their lives for this country. And at noon, the memory is raised by the living who resolve not to let their sacrifices be in vain, but to raise up their, raise in their stead and continue to fight for liberty and justice for all. So we are to remember those who have sacrificed for the freedoms that we have and what our freedom cost. I heard a guy, a friend of mine one time, talking about one of his friends who's very privileged, and he said this, he said, that guy was born on third base, but he thinks he's hit a triple. Now, the illustration there in baseball is, you know, you, someone's on third base, and they act like they got there themselves, but in fact, they were just born there. They didn't hit a triple. And so often, people in these states, we forget all that has happened before us to get us where we are today. And we're not thankful for the sacrifices that people made for the freedoms that we have. I heard uh, there's a little saying that goes like this. If you can read and write in English, you can read and write, thank a teacher. If you read and write in English, thank a veteran. Do you guys understand that? We're not speaking, not that there's any other wrong with any other languages, but. But this is often how we are in America. We forget all that has gone on before us to get us to where we are today. And this is what was happening in Israel in the time of Malachi. The children of Israel had been in captivity. The Babylonians had come in, wiped out the nation, taken the people captive. The Medes and the Persians come in, and they return the people back to Israel. God worked in the hearts of the king to have the Israelites returned to the promised land. And so they're back in Jerusalem. They're back there with the city rebuilt and the temple rebuilt, and they forget all that God has done for them. And because of all that God has done for them, they are there in the promised land, having all the benefits of being in the promised land, and they have forgotten what God has done for them. 
And so this is the final chapter of the final book of the Old Testament. So let me read Malachi chapter 4. It says here, Surely the day is coming. It will burn like a furnace. All the arrogant and every evildoer will be stubble. And that day that is coming will set them on fire, says the Lord Almighty. Not a root or a branch will be left to them. But for you who revere my name, the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in its wings, and you will go out and leap like calves released from the stall. Then you will trample down the wicked. They will be ashes under your, the soles of your feet on the day when I do these things, said the Lord Almighty. Remember the law of my servant Moses, the decrees and laws I gave him at Horeb for all Israel. See, I will send you the prophet Elijah before that great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, or else I will come and strike the land with a curse. As I reflected on this, I couldn't help but feel a little convicted about the way that I observe Memorial Day. For me now, it has become more a day of getting together with friends and having a barbecue, another day off, rather than a day of remembrance and observance and thankfulness. And as I reflected on this, though, I thought about all those who've given their lives for my freedom. And of course, my mind went to the one who made the ultimate sacrifice, and that is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ sacrificed for our freedoms. And think about this. Sunday. Sunday is the, to be the day the church, or Sunday is the day the church celebrates the resurrection. We worship on Sundays because that is when the resurrection took place. It's when the Holy Spirit was given. The Sabbath is on Saturday. And then we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus on Sunday. But for most people, Sunday is not a day of worship. Sunday is not a day of thankfulness for, to God, but Sunday is just a day off. Well, Jesus gave his life for us. He sacrificed for us. He did this so that we could be free, free from sin, free from death, free from fear, guilt, and shame. And the Bible says that Jesus gave his life for our life. He died in our place. And because of his sacrifice, when we accept him by faith, we receive all these benefits. Like that text said, God said he will send the son of righteousness who brings healing in his wings, and you will be full of joy because of all the blessings God has for us. Free from fear. Free from trying to earn our salvation ourselves. And so how are we to live in response to this? Well, God spoke through Malachi and said that those who revere the name of the Lord, the Son of Righteousness will rise on them, and he will bring healing in its wings. And then the text says this. It says, And you will go out and leap like calves released from the stall. Another version of that says, and you will go out and frolic like well-fed calves. Now, as some of you know, I like to watch some weird things on YouTube. Um, and one of the things, I read this verse and I thought, 
I'm, I'm used to, I live over by Chandler Airport, and there's like some fields with cows, and the cows, there's not one blade of grass out there. And these cows do nothing except sit in the shade if there's some shade out there. But they don't frolic around. They don't, I hardly ever see them walk. So I went on YouTube and looked up, you know, typed in calves um, frolicking. And it is incredible when they have the farmers, they take out these um, calves, these cows, and they go out after they've been cooped up for a long time, and they take them out to a field of just fresh grass. And these cows are jumping around, frolicking all over the place. And it says there, that's the type of joy we're to have. That is a type of joy. Now, Malachi is a book about revering God for who he is and understanding who we are in relationship to God and then responding with total surrender. Because of who God is and how, what he does for us, we then respond to him and live our lives in total surrender to him, total gratitude and thankfulness. The more we understand about God and his love and his grace and mercy and his salvation that he offers to us freely, our natural response is to live our lives for God. And so when it comes to questions about money or time or serving, it's like, yes, of course, that's the natural response because we know what God has done and we know what our response is to be. Malachi is not saying you need to do certain religious practices differently or you need to do more religious practices. No, it's about returning to God with our whole hearts and being dedicated fully to God because of what God has done for us and being thankful. So what does that look like? We have been freed. Well, the Apostle Paul wrote about this freedom that we have in Christ and he read, wrote this to the church in Galatia. And let me read from Galatians chapter 5. It says, the Apostle Paul writes and he says, It is for freedom that Christ set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Then you go down to verse 13. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. The entire law is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you keep on biting and devouring each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say live by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit and the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. And so in this final chapter of the final book of the Old Testament, God promises that he is going to send the Messiah, the Son of Righteousness, who will come and he will bring healing in his wings. And then our responses, or what will happen is, we will burst forth with joy. And we'll be like calves bursting forth from the Psalms. And I have a problem with this because basically I'm uptight. Um, you know, for all that God has done for me, and sometimes it's just a, yay God, that's it. That doesn't seem like cows bursting forth in joy. And so, if, um, I got to admit, I love watching Cody in worship. I love watching Cody in worship because he exemplifies this verse. 
He is bursting forth with joy because he's responding to all that God has done for him. I do not exemplify this verse. I am more like the cows over by Chandler Airport. And I thought, you know, what gets me excited? Now, sometimes I like to be expressive, and it should be about all that Jesus has done for me. One thing that one time I get excited, as you know, I was born in Canada, raised in Canada, and in Canada, Canada revolves around hockey. And so I like going online and watching the final game in the 2010 Olympics between Canada and the United States. It was for the gold medal. It went to overtime. It tied, the score was tied to all. I was with a group of, in um, Chicago, it was a group of Americans watching the game, and I was so uptight I had to leave because I didn't want to be with them if Canada lost. <laughs> and I didn't want to be them if Canada won. So I went home and watched the game by myself. And when Sidney Crosby scores that goal, I have to admit, I cried with joy and danced around with no one watching. <laughs> but the other videos I like watching, there's videos of the response of Canadians to this event. And one of them is this great video. It's outside the stadium where the game was played, and they have all these big, huge TV monitors. And you see the crowd there, and it gives you like five, ten minutes before and how anxious the crowd is. Because if we lose, it's a day of mourning. You know, this is in Canada, the Olympics in Canada. And so um, the one video clip shows the people erupting, but there's this one older gentleman there, and he's a, a Sikh, you know, they wear turbans, and he has a turban on, and he has a maple leaf on each side of his turban. And when the goal, you know, they're on the broadcast, Sidney Crosby scores the goal, everyone erupts, and this guy jumps up in the, in the air and starts dancing around this old guy in a turban, high-fiving all these young people as they celebrate together. And I think, what is it that we celebrate? The text here says we should celebrate Jesus, who brings healing in his wings, healings that we can never imagine. And the whole story of Malachi is about returning to God with our whole hearts. God wants to bless us more than we could ever imagine. And God promises there at the end of this chapter that he is going to send the Messiah. But before that, he's going to send Elijah the prophet to prepare the hearts of the people for the coming of the Messiah. And so that is exactly what happened when John the Baptist came. John the Baptist came to prepare the way for Jesus. And Jesus said in the New Testament that John the Baptist was the promised Elijah, promised in the book of Malachi. And so John the Baptist went around preparing the hearts of the people for the coming of the Messiah and calling people to repentance, calling people to return to God, calling people to return to God with their whole hearts so that they would not miss the coming of the Messiah. And so 400 years before Jesus came, God promised this is what's going to happen and that God wants to bless us and the Son of Righteousness will come with healing in his wings. And so, on this Memorial Day weekend, 
I encourage you, understand where your ultimate freedom comes. It comes from Jesus Christ. And remember, though, that liberty is not license. We have been freed from sin, death, and fear. We've been freed from those things and freed to love and serve in Jesus' name. But never forget what our freedom cost. And so live your life and respond to all that God has done for you. So, what can you do tomorrow to celebrate Memorial Day? How can you celebrate and remember the sacrifice Jesus made? Easy. Love one another. Love one another. You can also tell others about what Jesus has done for you. So on the back of your bulletin, I have some little five steps that you can do. a simple little thing. Um, the first is pray and ask God to give you one opportunity to share why you're thankful for Jesus. So just pray and say, Lord, just give me an opportunity. And then, two, if someone comes up to you and asks, how are you celebrating Memorial Day? See that as an answer to this prayer. Then the third thing is you can say this. On this Memorial Day, when we remember the sacrifices of those who gave their lives for our freedom, I am so thankful for all that Jesus has done for me. And if that doesn't stop the conversation there, which usually that will, but if it doesn't, and if the person asks, what do you mean, you can say, because Jesus sacrificed his life for me, I now have freedom from sin, guilt, death, and I have the promise of peace with God and life eternal with God. And then if this all happens, remember to thank God who orchestrated it all. Never forget what our freedom cost. Never forget that we are blessed to live in this land, but our ultimate freedom comes from Jesus. Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, what a privilege it is to know of your love, to know of the sacrifice of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the freedom that we have in him. And thank you, Lord, for the privilege of living in this free land. But help us, Lord, help us to use the freedom that we have to serve you and to love one another. And we thank you, Lord. We are a blessed people. And Lord, we want to be grateful all of our lives in everything we say and do, to remember all that you have done for us to share your love with those all around the world. For we know that you love all people everywhere at all times, and you are not willing that any should perish. So help us, Lord, to be about your ministry and your kingdom. And we will give you all the thanks and praise. For we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.